Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the Negative Positives Podcast, coming to you live out of the Gutter Man Cave in beautiful Louisville, Kentucky. And now, here are your hosts, Andre Dominguez and Mike Gutterman. Hello and welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode number 180. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave on a Sunday night. And, uh, you know, it's a Sunday night. That means we have the, the kind of the longer show, the special show. We like to think think that it is. We think that it's special. But And this was kind of a weird one because Andre and I kind of, you know, we had a guest lined up. It didn't work out. And so last minute, like literally like an hour ago, I put out a call in the Facebook group to uh, see if anybody wanted to join us. And we did get a winner, a big winner tonight. So, uh, But first of all, before we introduce him, let's get to uh, everyone's favorite Sunday night co-captain, Andre Dominguez. How are you tonight, Andre? I am doing great, Mike. How are you? Oh, good, good. I'm just uh, glad that this kind of came together because I think Andre and I really had no idea what we were going to talk about tonight. So. <laughs> Still don't. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So, uh, all right, so this very special guest, like I said, it was literally, what, probably 9 o'clock maybe or 8.30 or so I put out on the Facebook group, the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast Facebook group, that, uh, hey, we're looking for a guest tonight if anybody wants to jump on. And, and uh, Pete jumped in first, and then it was followed quickly by Matt Jones and... So Matt, we'll have to get you on too soon. So uh, you're, no one's a winner. I mean, no one's. Everyone's a winner. No one's a loser in this podcast. So, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Pete Donovan is our guest tonight. So uh, Pete, how are you to, uh, tonight? I'm doing good, guys. How about you? Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on and bailing us out last minute. So, uh, yeah. So uh, Pete, uh, could you tell us a little bit about how you kind of got into film photography? Uh, if you did any digital or did you always been in film? Just a little bit about yourself before we jump into what we did this week. What you do uh, like, for a living, et cetera. Yeah, sure. Uh, geez, I, well, I do that. I'll, you know, you're going to be up for like four hours. But, uh, <laughs> um, oh, let's see. No, I, um, you know, uh, shot film when I was a kid. You know, nothing, uh, nothing really, really special. And then, uh, you know, didn't think anything of it at all you know shot a bunch of polaroids and uh, a lot of um actually the more i thought about it when i was uh, uh getting more, more into film i shot a lot of uh like 110 film and stuff with the old uh, like uh like kodak cameras and stuff so you know i didn't really think anything of it you know it was just kind of like a little phase with uh you know shooting stuff with the family and everything mm-hmm. and uh going through the uh, family photo albums and uh then the digital stuff came, you know, I actually, uh, uh, make more of a living doing, uh, being a wedding, um, wedding DJ. So, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So I get, um, I get paid good money to, uh, you know, play music and stuff like that. Um, I'd been doing that. Uh, I was full time for a while for a good, uh, I think I did it for like good solid six years mm-hmm. and then, uh, had to uh, basically get a big boy job uh-huh. and, uh, to uh, to fill the void. Um, but in the process, I got a uh, did a um, digital camera uh, just to actually really to market myself uh, mm-hmm. while doing uh, while DJing and stuff. And then I just 
uh, just kept shooting and shooting and shooting and then um, finding different, um, like looking at different angles, looking at things a little bit differently and stuff. And uh, a good friend of mine is actually the one that kind of drew me into uh, photography, was telling me like which uh, lenses to buy and you know stuff like that. And then I just started playing around with settings and everything and uh, just looking at things in like different perspectives and stuff and uh after that i got hooked you know uh shooting i shot digital for uh i I would say basically been doing photography a good like eight years now okay and um film just kind of uh i was always interested in it um my first camera uh i said i think i posted on facebook just like a little question like a little poll thing before the polls became popular um you know looking for uh thinking of getting into film and uh, you know what could uh, you know what's a good little entry thing? And um, another photographer friend of mine um, hooked me onto a uh, like a Holgo 120. Oh, and, nice! Uh, so nice. <laughs> not knowing, yeah, not knowing anything about it, you know, I bought one, found one on eBay, uh, bought it, and uh, didn't know what the hell 120 film was. So uh, <laughs> you know, I got a uh, got a roll of. Um, I think it was like Ilford HP5 and uh, shot through that uh, you know messed up the whole roll because I didn't know what the <laughs> hell I was doing but uh, you know sent it out and got maybe like two good shots and nice. then um, well you know you, after that that's pretty yeah, good that's you pretty know, good it's pretty good yeah. keeper rate for your first row right so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah two good ones I mean it was nothing really big and then um, you know after that I just uh, started um, really um, reading a little bit more about uh, film photography, getting just more. Um, always did, uh, you know. I always shot like more of the professional stuff. I I wouldn't say I'm really a professional, but like amateurish professional stuff. You know, like some stuff I do get paid for, um, as far as digital and everything. But also looking at things like what what it would look like on film. And uh, so I uh, will always like go back to a scene and uh, you know just repeat it, but shoot it on film. <laughs> and uh, you know, then I bought, I actually, on a whim, did an impulse buy at a flea market, actually, um, from a lady that was an avid film photographer for years, I guess. I got talking to her, and I bought her Olympus OM-1. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I got it for, uh, I think it was like $50. And uh, she just told me, take good care of it, share, uh, try to share the pictures with her and everything. So... Bought that immediately. Went out to my camera store, which are very uh, there's not really a whole lot around here anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, the few that we do have, you know, got a roll of uh, HP5 and uh, shot that, shot the roll, and uh, sent it out. And after that, I they always say, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, like got like seven cameras later, you know, three Polaroids and. You know a whole bunch of other stuff just you know buying film buying cameras and everything it's it it majorly became a i wouldn't say an obsession but it was more of a um uh had a, um yeah it was um it's yeah it's a, it's a major addiction mm-hmm. uh <laughs> mm-hmm. but um especially for me um it's, i was going through a uh, pretty tough time for a couple years uh, a pretty uh, traumatic relationship, so I needed, I kind of needed a release, mm. um, you know. So I uh, just started, um, just started shooting. You know, I'd go out every day, um, started shooting, 
and I uh, just fell in love with uh, just black and white photos and um, just started, uh, I do a lot of street photography. I think that's more what, uh, <clears throat> what I aim towards, like just urban landscapes and uh, you know, just kind of city stuff mm-hmm. and um, shooting a lot of, uh, shoot a lot of candids. And, um, you know, and I, I like telling a story with uh, just mainly with the, um, with the film photography more. Now film has become more of my, uh, just my personal work and mm-hmm. uh, it's just kind of my release from the world and, you know, I can just go out with a, uh, with a camera and just shoot and not like really care what the hell's going on in the world. Right. <clears throat> so almost a, a very therapeutic thing uh, to go out and shoot. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people Mainly feel that. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. I mean, we've, we've talked uh, both, you know, between myself and Mike as well as uh, with our listeners about the, you know, the, how do I, how do I put it? The power of, of photography, but it seems like, you know, more so film photography than than digital but the power of, of film to to really act as like a, as a healing process with with whatever mm-hmm. kind of, of trauma whether it's relationship stuff or you know surgeries um natural disasters so that's that's awesome to hear yeah and andre, yeah. andre you have a you kind of had a situation like that with your with your heart uh, issue that where it was definitely a part of your healing process so yeah yeah, absolutely. As I've been kind of like cleaning house in terms of, of selling off a bunch of uh, the extraneous cameras that I have, I, I told Mike yesterday when we were on the phone, um, there's no way in hell that I would ever sell my my Olympus XA. I don't use it too often these days, and I really, really should. I should get back to putting it back into rotation, but I'll never sell that camera because it's it's what, you know kind of more than anything else actually was my physical therapy after heart surgery mm-hmm. was walking around shooting that camera because it was the only thing I could lift with my arm yeah yeah I have um I had a, I got a uh, XA2 on eBay and um it was an XA1 I, I don't remember what it was but uh I think it was an, it was an XA2 fell in love with it and uh that was like my everyday stay in my car camera all the mm-hmm. time and uh, then I got, um, I actually just got a XA um, probably like a few months ago. And that has simply become my stay in the car um, thing. Mostly my uh, my everyday. I mean, it usually goes everywhere in my pocket uh, where, or if I do go out somewhere. So Yeah. Yeah. So those are nice, nice pocket cameras. They're so, they're so tiny, you know. So Dude, yeah. I've, I've fallen out of that practice of, of having a camera with me at all times. Uh, I'm in yeah. like a really stressful point of the semester right now and I, I get on the shuttle here of my apartment complex that drops me off right at the business school and then I you know come right back and so I haven't lately been actually keeping a camera with me and I feel like I haven't actually taken photos in a long time yeah, yeah. I'm in the same boat I, I, I've, got a, I've got a camera in my car at all times I don't know why because I'm always running so late for work I don't have time to stop and shoot something if I saw it anyway so <laughs> Right. But uh, right. yeah, but you know, it's uh, it's I guess it's the thought that counts. Uh, you know, it's there if I ever do actually have the time and yep. see something. So that's a it's a security blanket, I guess. But yeah, so Pete, yes. are you still are you still doing the are you still doing the DJ thing, or did I, did you say that you kind of had to quit that? I'm not sure. Uh, if I... Oh no, I still um I still do it. Um, huh. I do uh, you know primarily during the um uh like wedding season. Yeah, you know, it was. Uh, usually starts in like april goes till uh i'm still going actually 
so I uh, do pretty well doing that. You know, I'm still doing it. I have, um, I think I've done like, I don't know, like 29 weddings wow. this, uh, this year, um, you know, and I, I do it alone. So, you know, I do my own booking and, you know, and all that stuff. So, but, um, you know, I also do, um, <clears throat> my big boy job is I work at a high school. Um, I do uh, audiovisual work and that's mainly my, uh, I've been doing that for this is almost like 22 years. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I have, a, I have a question, Pete. How would your students react if you wheeled in with a little AV cart into a, a classroom with a Kodak, like, carousel slide projector? <laughs> that would be awesome. You know, that would be totally awesome. You know, now that, um, you know, like, I've been, uh, you know, looking at, like, the Ektachrome and, like, all the old slide film stuff coming back, I just, like, Jesus Christ, you know, if, I kept all those carousels from like my old job, you know, and cause we used to do all the 35 millimeter, um, <clears throat> slide projectors. They don't do those anymore. Now we use like Google slides and like PowerPoint now, but, um, you know, it'd be awesome to just, okay guys, now here we're going to go way back. You know, I would love to teach like an analog, uh, an analog course, you know, right, right. <laughs> For sure. so dude, I'm swimming uh, yeah, in yeah. carousels. I'm having to, yeah. You know, try to sell them for pennies at my at my local camera store because they already have a bunch. Yeah. And I was under the impression that a we were gonna get Ektachrome earlier than we did, you know, and I'd have more time between it releasing and me having to move out to LA to actually shoot and, and develop a lot of it, um, and then just kind of store them in the carousels themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But. One thing that I've found, so my original idea was to just store them in the carousels. They have that locking ring on the top so that they don't fall out if the carousel is upside down. Mm -hmm. And then yep. put that entire carousel with the with the locking ring inside of like a, a one-gallon uh, freezer bag to keep dust off of them. Oh, nice. And yeah. that, that could still be a, a good way, you know, to store, especially if I've gone through all the effort of, of mounting and, and, you know kind of editing together a, a slideshow that of just the selects um but inevitably you know there's that takes up quite a bit of space um and so i've just been storing mine in the in the the print file sleeves that are that are made for mounted slides which work great they keep you know the dust off pretty well um mm -hmm. but now like i went through this crazy thing that you guys must have remembered from back when i was posting a bunch of pictures in the in the Facebook group that I have like like 20 carousels <laughs> and my camera store has like a our, our like back closet is practically full of them as well because they haven't been able to get rid of them and so I was buying a lot of them you know at that time and now it's like well I need to really slim down and, and not fill up the U-Haul full of <laughs> of slide carousels and so now i'm having to sell it back to them for nothing it sucks yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah i think the question that i have here though is if pizza dj why isn't he like you know being like our late show dj uh, uh, uh for the segment breaks and stuff like that like just throw it to pete and start you know putting in some mixes and getting some booty shaking around here and uh you know get this party started i'm just wondering why that's not happening but uh Hey, if you, if you want it, I can totally do it. That's no problem. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. I don't know. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. Better, it'll be uh, you know old music, not, right. not as, uh, new, no bullshit. That's right, now. right. Well, that's that's the best stuff. Yeah. So plus, well, actually, I don't think we've paid our uh, our fees to all the I don't know what is it 
is it ASCAP or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. ASCAP, ASCAP, yeah, yeah, ASCAP, BMI, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 probably probably why that's probably why you only as as the as the non you know as the musically illiterate person of this part of this uh, (laughs) podcast call, I feel really out of place right now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's a lengthy process, Andre. You don't want to hear about it. Yeah, there's a a reason why. I think yeah. There's a reason why. I thankfully don't have to pay the licenses. Oh yeah, yeah. um, Because you're not actually broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the. Places that are I, I play in uh, have to unfortunately play, yeah. uh, pay the pay the license. So. Yeah, it's basically a license fee you had to pay to play uh, copy written uh, copy copyrighted uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, material so that those artists can supposedly get paid a fraction of, of a cent every time you play their songs or something but I don't think they ever actually see that money so uh, the, but uh, yeah there's a reason why I only play my music on this show because I don't want to have to pay anybody yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah so. you'll, be, you'll be pretty surprised I did I used to do like uh, Facebook lives of when I was like at, at a gig and it would be, I'd be booted off within like five minutes oh yeah you know, yeah because, you know the the copyright police are uh, out there oh, yeah. being flagged. That's, it, it's stupid. So I don't I don't do it anymore. <laughs> Pete, when you're there at the, the wedding, you know you're you're I mean you're working obviously. You're there at your DJ booth doing yeah. your thing, having a, a you know a, a good I assume you know pretty pretty leisurely time. Do you yeah. see the the um the wedding photographer running around with his like huge ass cannons and like 24 to oh, yeah. 70s and 70 to 200s on a yeah. fucking hold fast strap with batteries <laughs> oh, yeah. and memory cards and just be like oh man you poor son of a bitch <laughs> yeah well you know i'm it's unfortunate too because i'm i'm the poor son of a bitch that i shoot weddings as well so oh. um, <laughs> you know, so i don't know but uh you know i got the um i, I my digital stuff is nikon so but um yeah, I mean, I um, it's it's really funny. I, I I put it both into, you know, if I'm at a wedding, I'm gonna critique the. Uh, if I'm a guest at a wedding, you know, which I'm very like very seldom am, you know, I'm gonna critique the DJ, or like <laughs> if I'm if I'm the photographer at a wedding, I'm gonna critique the DJ, and just <laughs> vice versa, you know, it's like. Uh, you know, when I'm DJing, I see the photographer. Oh, okay. Well, what's he bringing? Why is he bringing in all these lights? You don't need to do that. You know, shoot right. natural light. Shoot by big windows. And you know, and right. it's like I can't. I can't wait to see like how these, what these pictures are going to look like. You know, stuff like that. I try not to. It's, it's just. Uh, I mean, uh, I have to keep a good relationship with all these, uh, with the photographers and the, you know, all the other vendors I work with and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, but it's it's just funny, and it's like it's like a catch twenty two for me. It's like I'm I can't be a guest, and I'm critique. I could give two shits less about the food, but it's the <laughs> uh, you know the music and the with the music and the photos, uh, are gonna look like you know, and how it, how it's gonna be. The, to me, I think those are like the two most like uh, best things that need to be addressed at a wedding. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I I, I remember the DJ that we hired for our wedding. He said, "Is there any songs that you do not want us want me to play that you always hear at every wedding?" And me and my wife both <laughs> said, "Please, for the love of humanity, do not play Cool in the Gang Celebration. Just please don't play that song." <laughs> and I swear to God, the very first song out of the gate was Cool in the Gang Celebration, and I just uh, 
Uh, then honestly, the DJ wasn't doing his job. <laughs> no, so. he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, for me, it's um, you know, I I absolutely love music. You know, if I didn't have uh, the photography stuff, I you know, I'd be definitely listening to a whole lot more music than mm-hmm. I do now. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, for me, it's uh, "Don't Stop Believing" from Journey and Love Shack. <laughs> you know, those are like the 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 two most overplayed songs. And oh I yeah. Could, you know, are they on the veto list? Yeah, they're, uh, you know, I don't mind playing them. I know whatever gets people out to dance, but right. I mean, it's uh, to me, I'm just like I love Journey. I love I, they're a great band, but my God, don't know? stop believing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can only I can only hear it so much. Right. So right. yeah, I don't think I ever need to hear that one again. Yeah. So, but uh, I'm all set. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, actually we're getting a little long in the segment. So how about let's how about we come? How about we take a break and then come back and do our our weeks? Because uh, I don't want this uh, recording to mess up on us. So uh, yeah, how about we do that? You want to take a break, guys, and then we'll come back and then we'll talk about our weeks in photography. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Cool. All right, let's. We'll be right back, folks. folks we're back from the break and uh we didn't really get to it on the first segment so we're going to make this segment the the segment where we talk about what we've done this week and uh so uh, i think me and andre have very little so we're gonna see uh see what actually no andre is going first so yeah andre what'd you what did you do this week <laughs> um <clears throat> sorry i just <clears throat> i kind of choked on on my whiskey <laughs> <laughs> went down the wrong hole <clears throat> Um, what did I do this week? I pretty much did uh, nothing photographically, but continue to sell off cameras, uh, uh, sell off like little accessories and things like that. I had some uh, some some like Peak Design um, accessories and uh, a couple of, of camera bags that I don't use that much anymore. Um, really, just trying to offload stuff and. Uh, shooting the shit with the with the guys over at the camera store. I'm not working there uh, anymore because I kind of just need to focus on finishing strong this semester uh, with all these group projects and papers and presentations that I have during this second half. And the closer we get to Thanksgiving, just <laughs> the worse all of that's gonna be. Um, I've already shot through all of my ectochrome and. We're out of stock at the store, and most places are out of stock as well. So right now, I'm I'm kind of just, you know, coasting along. I've got a few rolls of T Max P3200 saved up for when I go to Miami to visit my parents over uh, Thanksgiving. But other than that, uh, pretty much uh, not doing a whole lot photographically. Mm-hmm. I hear you on that. So. 
Yeah, I don't have much either, but uh, <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and just so this this uh, the segment actually has something film related. Maybe maybe Pete has something. Pete, what, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I haven't. Um, like during the week, it's kind of hard um, to go out. Um, the weather's been kind of kind of shitty around where I am. Uh, I think we just we're kind of missing fall, but um, I did um, <clears throat> was able to uh, get some scanning done and just trying to organize this mess that I'm actually looking at right now uh, just for like organization and stuff and um, I did uh, was able to um, there's a uh, photo walk that I joined in um, a couple months ago that uh, is like a photo group uh, of just strictly film uh, film shooters in uh, in Boston Mass and um, so we were able to finally get a little group get together today, and uh, you know we shot for uh, you know a good few hours and uh, just geeking out with uh, you know just with our camera shooting nothing but film. And mm. uh, so that, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty cool. So I got um, I think like shot like four rolls of thirty five millimeter and uh, two rolls of uh, medium format. So nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's. Uh, felt nice to actually go out and shoot. I haven't really had a whole lot of time to uh, to do anything uh, uh, shooting wise, but um, but it felt good just today to go out. The weather was actually really nice today to um, go out and uh, get some shots in around the city, and um, felt good. So I developed two rolls already. So I'm gonna probably spend the rest of the day tomorrow after I get out of work, develop the rest, and uh, hopefully start scanning by like Wednesday. Nice. <clears throat> so when you go on a photo uh, photo walk, especially a film photo walk, I've been on uh, uh, just a couple, and uh, but it, it's kind of hard. Like I always, I usually don't shoot as much film as I think I'm going to because I spend too much time talking with people about cameras and geeking out about other mm-hmm. people's gear. So <laughs> it's always yeah. a, a little bit of a fine line between whether it's a, a camera meetup or a uh, or a uh, photo meetup, you know. But uh, yeah. I never I never expect any photo walk to actually yield photos <laughs> quote unquote good photography mm-hmm. half the time like if i'm meeting up with people to shoot half of the role is going to be you know pictures of my friends shooting their cool cameras mm-hmm. and yeah. so that'll be half the role and that's you know what'll be pretty much the only keepers and then i'll send yeah. those scans to to them <laughs> yeah yeah I, us- I usually don't uh try to you know, use expensive film during photo walks for that very reason. Yeah. Yeah. Today we, uh, yeah, it was, um, at first, I mean, a lot of the, um, a lot of the, uh, probably for a good, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, it started with, you know, um, putting faces to names that, uh, through Facebook and stuff. And, uh, you know, then it was the, um, you know, talk about the cameras really quick. And then we started walking, you know, mm-hmm. so it, um, we did a lot of portraits of everyone with their cameras, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, you know, I sure as hell didn't shoot any expensive film. You know, everything uh, I shoot, um, I mainly shoot HP five. So, uh, you know, I shot like shot off like four rolls of that, and um, you know, so it was uh, it was pretty cool. So, but it was just getting late, so uh, I, I live like almost an hour away from uh, from Boston. So oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I just like a lot of, a lot of time in the car, more time walking, you know, <laughs> and, uh, 
I was working in Boston the night before for an event. So I just, it was basically the same, parked in the same spot and just walked a little further. Um, you know, we have a little, um, there's a, a place in Boston that's called the North End. And uh, it's all, it's like little Italy. It's like all the Italians uh, oh, wow. hang out there. So it, uh, one, smells great. Uh, you know, <laughs> two, makes you fat. Yeah. You know, gets you, uh, it's not the place to go when you're hungry. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, they have a lot of, uh, just a lot of close buildings and, uh, a lot of fire escapes and, oh, yeah. uh, just, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. It's a, it's a really, really cool spot. So, um, had a lot of fun, uh, down there. I go there, I go down there a lot and it was, it was just great, you know, just not really to bring any digital stuff. I mean, I mm-hmm. shot a couple, uh, shot a couple things on my phone, but, yeah. um, you know, it was mainly just strictly strictly film all day and it was uh it was just cool so. yeah yeah it's funny uh you mentioned fire escape so we went to uh, when i went to the fpp walking workshop in finlay ohio i as small as that town was i have never seen so many damn fire escapes i i, I, I probably came home with like two full rows of nothing but fire escape shots it was like they were like everywhere yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, you can't help yeah. but to photograph them you know it's like there's so many good angles and shadows you can get off of them yep. so it's really hard not yeah. to keep shooting them yeah so I'm kind of glad that yeah, Louisville, Kentucky, cool. Louisville doesn't have a, a whole lot of them, or I would have even more fire escape shots. I think I think my collection of fire <laughs> escape shots is is pretty high now. So <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm getting up there too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, all right. As far as uh, my week, well, I worked all week. I even uh, had a Saturday night where I worked. <laughs> but uh, but the um, uh, so when I got off Saturday night, I kind of stayed up late waiting for it to be daytime in the UK. So that could join the illustrious uh, Mr. Neil Piper, and he had me on as his first guest on his Soot and Whitewash uh, podcast. So I uh, got to uh, record with uh, Neil Piper early this morning, and uh, I'm glad to say that Neil wanted to try to keep it from being a marathon show, but I'm happy to say that we made it a marathon show, and I think it clocked in around two hours. <laughs> Nice. So, so uh, yeah, just keeping uh, keeping the vibe going with, uh, uh, for some reason, uh, anything that this podcast touched just turns to a way too long of a podcast. So, But, uh, but uh, he, he, he debated about possibly releasing it as two separate episodes, but he said, no, I'm just going to make it one marathon, and I think he's going to release it this coming Friday. So be on the lookout for Neil Piper's suit, Soot and Whitewash podcast, and uh, yours truly will be on there with him. And uh, we had a, it was a real blast, and uh Big thanks to Neil Piper for having me on. It was a it was a lot of fun. But and so um, then I got up early today, and I think I did a face cast on this on the Facebook group. But there was two local sales of film because you know I'm really really low on my supply of film as <laughs> as Andre knows. Sure. I only have I only have about five years worth of film in my freezer. So uh, <laughs> uh, but there was two local sales I couldn't pass up, and uh, I, I told myself I'm actually thinking about just deleting the let go and the offer up apps off my phone because I've got to stop looking at this stuff because I keep spending too much money. But uh, but so, but today uh, these were deals I couldn't pass up. So I did two runs today to two different people to buy film from them today here in Louisville. And the, the first one was I got like 19 rows of some uh, old black and white film for uh, like, uh, what did I pay, like 20 bucks, 25 bucks, I think it was. And so just a little over a dollar a row. And let's see, grab this box here. It's got like, oh, I don't know, it's probably five, six rows of 
like the T400CN, the color negative black and white that Kodak put out. And the weird thing about that film is Kodak called this thing a, a bazillion different names. There's T400CN, there's 400BW, there's even one that was called Portra. Uh, 400BW, and uh, so, but it's all the same film. I just Kodak kept apparently trying to change the name of it to try to market it differently, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, so I got quite a bit of that. I used to like shooting that back in the day, so that'd be kind of fun to shoot again. There's there's about four or five rows of old school uh, P3200 T Max, uh, which I'm pretty sure is probably about 10 15 years old, so I probably won't be shooting that at 3200, but you know, I'll still have some fun with that. And uh, like there's three rows of um of uh agfa i don't know if you guys have ever shot this i sure certainly haven't agfa apx 25 agfa pan black and white film um nope. so yeah that's uh another row of ilford xp2 and but the the real surprise and the thing that kind of bummed me out is there was this one row and it wasn't marked and um so i was like what is this what is this film and so i open up the container and pull the film out of it and it's a row of Kodak HIE infrared. And I've always hmm. wanted to shoot that film, but that's a film you're supposed to load in total darkness. And I pulled it out in bright sunlight. So I'm not sure Are how much. Are you supposed to load it in total darkness as in like you can't even like have the the thing outside of the canister? I don't know. It's And then I noticed later that on the side of the canister, which I didn't see, it had a thing that said load in total darkness, or I believe it said... And so I'm like, I don't know if that would f cause fogging or ruining the film. I put up on the Facebook group uh, about it to see if anybody knew. One person said, yeah, you ruined it. And another person said, no, nah, it should be fine. Uh, you know, it's uh, as long as you when you, you know, when you use it, put it in a like an old classic manual, like metal bodied camera. So uh, a lot of the 90s autofocus cameras and stuff use infrared sensors or whatever to do the frames uh, to, you know, find the frames on them. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that'll fog the film. But I've always known that. But, but yeah, this, I've, I've always wanted to shoot that film. I've got a roll of it now. I'm going to shoot it, but it's, uh, we'll see if it works. But the strange thing was, the reason I knew it was something weird when I, when I opened it up is I don't know if this film is supposed to be like this or if, if it's because I ruined it. <laughs> but the, the leader is this strange, like, fluorescent, like, lime green, like, uh, film it's just the weirdest colored film i've ever seen and i don't know if it's supposed to be like that because i've never seen it before i've never had a chance to shoot it but it is uh it's uh yeah it, it was really weird and uh so yeah there was that so that was my first purchase my second purchase was somebody locally was was selling like what was it like uh about 92 rows of <laughs> 92 rows of Kodak. We, we need to put you in therapy. Thank you, yeah. Man. I mean, yeah. you know that TLC show, Hoarders? Not even that. He needs intervention. <laughs> well, Mike, look. Pete, Pete and I have come today because uh, we're here to help. Uh, I, I'm Mike Gutterman, and I, I'm addicted to film. So, uh, yeah, but uh, the uh, but it's uh, yeah, it was 92 rows of Kodak uh, Max 400, uh, just you know the basic consumer 400 speed uh, film. But they're all 36 uh, exposure rows. But and uh, so anyhow, I got all 92 rows for sixty dollars. So that's less than a dollar a row. So um, yeah, I'm gonna be uh, stocked up. So. <laughs> 
So, but the so good you, thing is, you're good for the zombie apocalypse. There, yeah. That's right. That's right. And <laughs> but the good thing is, I have a couple of buddies at work that's uh, is buying some boxes of it off of me. So I'm gonna uh, some of it. I'll get some of my money back, and I won't quite have 92 rows when it's all done. I'll only have like I don't know, uh, 50 something or 60 rows. So you know, it won't be that bad, right? So. <laughs> so Mike. Uh, Chris, uh, your your Ford buddy who's there with you in the gutter man cave, right. and I have been texting throughout the recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I noticed. And, I and noticed. he said that he he wants to to bring his his Ultramax uh, to a trip that he's planning in in Scotland in 2020 to go visit all of the of, all of the distilleries. Oh yeah, yeah. So I am super jealous. A, a <laughs> film a film fueled road trip to the Scottish uh, whiskey distilleries, you know. <laughs> Be still, my beating heart. <laughs> Be still. Oh, look at that, Andre! Throwing a little dad joke in there. I like it. Yep. <laughs> a little dad joke. A little. Sorry, shit. I should have said ticking heart. Would have been covering all the bases. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. This is a. This, a, this has gotten. This has gotten bad now. So. Uh, Throw but... in something about watches, and I'll be, you know, checking off all the stops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then you, you just to see the Timex factory or something. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Dominguez uh, takes a licking and keeps on ticking. There you go. <laughs> uh, now, now, now we're getting uh, getting into some adult content. Now I think I don't know if we want to really go too much further into that one, but uh, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> So, all right. Uh, is that pretty much our weeks? Uh, I mean, I didn't really do shit. I got to say, like, um, I'm actually worried about this. And, you know, there's been a lot. Of, I've, I've talked a lot about uh, starting uh, to try to do some darkroom printing this winter. And I was realistically uh, reflecting on things uh, when I was at work last night. I was like, I mean, I want to do it, but I've got no, I don't have any time for this, man. I don't have time. I don't even have time to shoot photography right now. And it's, it's really bumming me out. And so, uh, I'm going to, my still, my goal is still to try to get up and, and try to do, start some darkroom stuff. But, you know, between uh, work and family and trying to start a new, new music project and trying to find just a few hours to go out and shoot, I just, I just, I'm not getting anything done and I'm just kind of spinning my wheels. So I'm really a little bit frustrated about it right now. And I've got a bunch more <laughs> mandatory Saturdays coming up at work and, and I'm sure my story is not different than a lot of people's stories. I mean, most of us aren't making any money at this, so it's a, it's a passion and a hobby and it's, it's always hard to, you know, kind of fight that. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a horrible thing when all you think about is wanting to go out and shoot photos and you, you never can find a window to do it. It's uh, it gets really annoying, but, uh, but I'm, right. I'm sure I speak for, for many, for probably a majority of photographers. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I know you sure as hell speak for me. I, I haven't had, you know, barely any time to, to shoot at all. And the reality of it is that, you know, darkroom takes time. I yeah. mean, you, you can, you know, know that like if your if your negatives are uh, you know more or less properly exposed, that you have to you know once you kind of start doing it enough uh, in your own setup with all the the variables controlled for and you know same developer all that stuff, same temperature. Uh -huh. You know, like a good ballpark to to start off your test prints, but like you still have to do a test print. Um, you know, your your test strips and then a test print, and then uh -huh. once you you know, are, are dealing with filters as well. I mean, it, it takes time. Yeah. That's yeah. the inevitable thing about it. And as I've kind of been uh, selling stuff off and, and deciding what it is that's going to stay or, or go, um, I'm having to deal with, with some of these 
decisions as well, kind of thinking of, you know, what what will my sort of day-to-day look like out there in L.A.? Will I have time, uh, you know, after work to get any printing done? Probably mm-hmm. not. It's probably going to be more of a, of a weekend thing, um, mm-hmm. hopefully like a, like a Sunday night thing to to print but that's also assuming that i have stuff to print now yeah. you can always go back into your backlog of, of, of negatives and, and look for something that you haven't seen in a while that you'd like to to make some prints for but yeah these are these are things that that i'm having to to deal with as well mike is it's trying to figure out realistically with uh you know do i develop stuff at the sinistral studio do i develop stuff at, at home mm. um you know, do I print stuff there or do I print it at home? When am I going to have time to do any of this stuff? Right. It's definitely been weighing heavy on my mind. Yeah, it's it's tough. And, you know, we we talked earlier in the first segment about, you know, a lot of times it's uh, very therapeutic from the stresses of life to go uh, out and shoot photography. And when you don't, when the stresses of life don't allow you to <clears throat> kind of do that, it's uh, it, it starts like you, you can go a couple weeks or a month or so. And then, then it starts really bothering you. It's like, man, I've got to get out and do this. And uh, and it's just, yeah. uh, it's been tough. And I've got like so much overtime coming at work because uh, fourth quarter is always very busy in the auto industry. So we have more overtime than we're really wanting right now. I mean, the money is going to be good for Christmas and all, but it's 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 just tough. You know, it's just tough to get anything done that you want to get done. And uh, I mean, I mentioned on the, uh, on the face, I did a face cast last Monday night. I was down at the practice space, my band rehearsal space that Dustin Cogsdale has now affectionately and I think appropriately titled the uh, Gutter Band Cave. And uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, I was down there, and there's we have two our our own two bathrooms, and it's inside our practice space. It's almost like a this primary space is it's in a, in a like a basement <coughs> of a of a warehouse, and it, it's, it's like it's, it's the size of an apartment. It's huge. There's like four or five bands that rent from it, so we all pay very little to be in this space. But but we have two bathrooms. We don't need two bathrooms. So there's been talk of I could theoretically convert one of those bathrooms to a dark room and leave it set up at all times. And But I don't know that that actually saves me any time because my other option is doing it here at the house where I would just temporarily set up my bathroom as a dark room. Uh, so, But like the time it would take me to drive all the way downtown – uh, to where my the gutter band cave is and, and, and do darkroom printing down there would be about the same as just setting up my, my bathroom in my house for a temporary darkroom, you know. So I'm not sure that saves me much time or really makes anything any easier. So not not really sure what I'm going to do. But uh, I know uh, a lot of people are kind of wondering, and John Gregory's probably wondering since he gave me an enlarger <laughs> when I'm going to put the thing <laughs> to use. But uh, it's just uh, it's something that I'm going to have to f- try to figure out if there's time for it. And it may just be it may not happen as soon as I wanted it to, because right now the the focus for me is to actually get some photography taken first before I worry about printing it. And then uh, also uh, I got a music project I'm trying to start. But uh, but yeah. So, uh, Pete, do you do any darkroom printing or anything like that? I don't. Um I have um, actually been like trying to. I really want to, because mm-hmm. um, I feel like you know it's I you know I shoot the film. I you know took the time to learn how to like home develop mm-hmm. you know color and uh, uh, color and black and white and everything. And then um, you know the next thing obviously is the dark room. But mm-hmm. um, you know I get uh, I get plenty of room that I can 
I can put a dark room in, but mm-hmm. do I want to put it in my bathroom? Do I want to put it in my spare room? Do I want to put it in my basement? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, my house was built in like 1968, so I have like old plumbing, and I I don't want to get into like all that like the whole new uh, construction part of it. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, it it's hard every day for me because I I say I want to I. For me, I would love to go out and just shoot every day, and you know, and I, I, I keep that mindset going because it actually keeps me motivated. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I get home, I just I sit my ass on the couch and I don't move. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, you know, or if I uh, if I do go out somewhere, you know, it I um you know I I made it like I think like last week I said you know I, I'm gonna go out like every other day go look around because the uh, the foliage is. Uh, uh, you know, getting kind of blah around here. Mm. And, um, you know, it's like, well, I got a roll of Ectochrome. Let me go, um, you know, let me go do it. I put, took the roll out of my, uh, my fridge. Now it's in like my, my photo, uh, my, uh, film cassette and hasn't been used yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the, like the motivation, the motivation's there, but it's also not. Yeah. So yeah. It's like, how do, uh, and like even developing those two roles today, we're just like, yeah, all right, no, I'm just gonna go sit on my sit on my butt again. You know? <laughs> it, uh, it's tough. Yeah, you, you gotta know, have, you gotta have that downtime yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. Wow. It, it's um, but I really want to. Um, you know, I got a um. There's not um. There's not a lot of darkroom places around here mm. that I, I I would I would like to learn it first before I invest uh, you know, invest in the money yeah. and um. You know, I found I've actually found like a few good deals with like full like darkroom kits and everything with like an enlarger with all the trays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, well, it's gonna sit sit in a box in my basement for till I get the get the motivation to want to do it. You know, yeah. it's like, how do I do it? What you know, I suck at math, so it's like, you know, what are what are the ratios that I have to do? You know, and mm-hmm. thank God for like the if it wasn't for the mass dev chart, I'd still be completely. <laughs> completely lost on uh <laughs> dilutions and everything like that so <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah i definitely want to um you know i think i do a lot of um i do a lot of um i do a lot of printing i i print my stuff up uh all the time mm-hmm. and uh i actually i spend more money on ink than anything else right now <laughs> and uh you know so it's um you know i actually i enjoy um seeing the laser jet printing you know, mm-hmm. of like of what the work comes out. A lot of people even like want prints, so I, you know, I give them prints, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, stuff like that. But it's like I, I actually want to like give somebody like, hey, okay, this is my full darkroom print. You know, yeah. I made this from like A to Z. You know, mm-hmm. oh yeah, not yeah. like okay, hitting Control P and okay, printing and doing the measurements and you know, so <clears throat> this. Yeah. T- this took three hours, but this took like 10 minutes. <laughs> right, know? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny because, I mean, I do a lot of printing with my inkjet printer or whatever, and I'm, I'm happy with the results. And I guess that's another reason it, hard, it gets a little hard for me to get motivated to, to, to do darkroom printing because I know it's going to be a lot more work, a lot more time, even though probably also a lot more enjoyable. But and but I think the reason it's not so much that I, I dislike the quality I'm getting out of my inkjet. It's just that, that it does feel... Like, you know, I have people send me darkroom prints to the mail and I want to reciprocate and send them prints. And I feel like I'm cheating because they sent me some darkroom prints and I, <laughs> and I send them these, you know, it took me, uh, you know, 30 seconds to print inkjet print. It doesn't, it doesn't feel, it, yeah. it feels like I'm cheating them, you know, so. Right. But, uh, yeah. But, right. 
it's a it's, yeah. it's a thing and I, I think there's there is there's something about like you know being able to do the whole process from start to finish by hand you know mm-hmm. uh, it truly a truly a, a you know your work is in every stage uh it does kind of kind of kind of it kind of does add some special something special to it i think so uh, mm-hmm. I think that's my main motivation. It's not that I'm unhappy with inkjet printing. I just I feel like uh, I kind of would like to see an all analog process from start to finish that that had nothing but me kind of controlling everything. So, uh, but right. yeah, I think that's the that's the attraction <laughs> of it. But yeah. So, all right. Uh, I guess we wrapped up our weeks, right? Everybody feel good about that? Yep. Cool, Andre. You Sounds still there? To me. <laughs> are you are you still there? Are you still texting uh, Chris here in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> he's giving me some some whiskey recommendations but no i'm still here <laughs> i knew it i knew it anyhow folks uh, there's a guy here he's on the facebook group chris lee uh that i work with at ford has stopped by the gutter man cave and and he's distracting andre through uh through a facebook messenger so <laughs> so but uh anyway all right let's uh let's take a break and we'll come back for a, a last segment so uh we'll be right back folks All right, folks, we're back from the break, and on this segment, it's the final segment. We got a, a I think it's going to be a pretty, uh, pretty nice conversation, kind of uh, spurned by a, a call-in from uh, Mr. Mike Williams, the voice of the intro of the show. And Mike and I talk a lot offline, and I love that guy, man. He's uh, he's always he always tell, shoots straight and tells it like it is, and I think that's a. a, a, a a nice it's a nice trait i guess to have and so he said sent me this call in and he's like hey mike if uh you uh or he usually calls me gutterman but uh, he's, hey gutterman if you don't want to uh uh use this feel free it won't, won't hurt my feelings uh it might be a little controversial so uh i don't know i don't think it's that controversial but uh we definitely want to play it because i think it's going to bring up some good uh some good spirited talk here or as since andre is deep into drinking the spirits maybe uh we'll get some spirited talk out of andre at least so (laughs) (laughs) you're not drinking alone though andre i'm having a beer you're you're having a beer too right pete i am good good we're all we're all alcoholics on this podcast tonight so that's good yes so (laughs) (laughs) so all right let's listen to uh mike williams the voice of the intro to the negative positives podcast give us a something something to talk about let's let's listen to what he has to say hey gutter man this is Mike. I haven't talked to you guys in a while, but uh, I had something I, I thought was kind of interesting and thought maybe you could give your thoughts on as well. I've exchanged a few emails with this guy who somehow found me through YouTube and my whole 10 YouTube videos, and uh, he's been shooting digital for quite a while. He, he knows a lot about photography in general, but he is new to film. And he's really excited about it. I think he's joined every Facebook group on film photography. He's listening to every podcast out there about it. And, you know, he, he's neck deep. He's, he's into it, really feeling it. 
And he asked me, he said, other than, you know, the obvious stuff about film, what advice would you give somebody just getting into film photography? And I thought about it for a second, and then here's my advice. And a lot of people may or may not agree with this, so just take it for what it is. Be very careful when you're getting into the whole film community thing. I mean, 99% of it is awesome. It's, it's really good people. They're cool. They're supportive of each other. But you do have a dark side to it. And by that, I mean, there's a lot of negativity about stuff. I mean, take, for example, the day uh, Kodak said, hey, we're shipping ectochrome. And there were like a lot of posts that I really didn't understand where people were being negative about it, you know. Uh, that's crazy. Also, like, say the Y35. Oh, people are furious about it, right? They just hate it. Of, You know, why? I mean, if it's something you're not into, just don't be into it. This is supposed to be a hobby. It's supposed to be fun. Don't surround yourself with all this negativity. Uh, and my next advice is just because somebody has some YouTube videos or they have a podcast, it doesn't make them better than you. Okay, I mean, I'm not going to call any names, but some of these guys won't even talk to you unless you're uh, supporting their Patreon. You know, it's crazy. The day I pay somebody to talk to me will be the day. <laughs> so, as a wise man once told me, stay positive and take some cool film photos. Period. I know that may sound goofy, but, you know, if you think about it, Man, that's solid gold. Yeah, stay positive. Keep this fun. So, all right. That was my advice to the guy. What would be your advice? What would you tell somebody just getting into film photography? All right. Well, thank you, Mike Williams, for the, the interesting call-in. And uh, as far as that wise man he's talking about at the end of the end of that call-in, uh, goofy is is definitely more the, I think, the term rather than wise or maybe drunken might be uh, basically a better way to describe <laughs> that guy. But uh, so I don't know. It's uh, this is this, this brings up a lot of topics. We could go the the standard way of like uh, telling somebody transitioning from digital into film, you know, what the, what things to, you know, from a technical standpoint, or we could go from more of the philosophical standpoint that uh, that Mike Williams went with. But uh, I don't know, what do you guys think? Who wants to go first? Who wants to tackle this one? I think Pete should go. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> well, um, I, I have some ideas, and I'm going to connect it to, you know, growth of our own, like, negative positives audience. So I, I, as, like, you know somebody you know new in in the not new you've you've been in the group a while and you know we we've interacted with you and stuff and like you know when you sent a message i was like yeah no i know pete donovan uh so i i want to i want to hear your opinion before i spew my own <laughs> <laughs> all right um well this isn't whiskey uh whiskey fueled so um what do you say or, or beer fueled either no i'm just kidding <laughs> um First, you know, the the page is amazing. You know, the, the group is just simply, uh, you know, it's, pardon the pun, but just, like, really positive, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I don't, every time I see somebody post something, there's never, there's never anything negative in there, 
you know, people are always quick to jump on, jump on a question, give you, give you a million and one answers, you know, and, and they're all knowledgeable, you know, they know something about something, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I, I still feel fairly new into jumping into film photography and I did it because I wanted to, you know, it wasn't, you know, nobody forced me, nobody, you know, said, Oh, Hey, you know, you should film, shoot uh, film or something. You know, I, I did it for me, you know, and I still continue to shoot for me. I don't shoot for anybody else, you know, right, right. I, and that's the way it's going to be. You know, I'm not, Posting on my Instagram for likes, I'm 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 actually like my my biggest critic, you know. So mm-hmm. if I don't like the photos, they're not going up, you know. And I uh, even before I started shooting film, you know, I was watching YouTube videos. I was joining the, you know, I I was probably Mike's probably talking about the uh, talking about me, you know. I don't know, but <laughs> you know, I. You know, I watch the videos. I there are a couple YouTubers that I am truly uh, indebted to as far as um, learning photography. You know, learning uh, film photography, for instance. You know, and uh, you know, one, one is uh, you know, um, I'll name names. I have, I'm, you know, I have no shame at all. Um, you know, uh, Matt Day is. Uh, a huge inspiration for me as far as uh, just home developing, getting into uh, developing at home. And then, uh, uh, you know, Nick, uh, Nick exposed, mm-hmm. you know, he's, uh, you know, he's an, he's another great, another great guy. And uh, I mean, all of them are great guys. They, um, you know, and they, they have these pages and everything, but, but these guys are like so genuine, you know, and they will talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you don't need a, you don't need a Patreon page. You don't need to spend the twenty five dollars a month for yay. I, I get a print every month, and but yet I want to have a normal conversation with you, you know. And that, I think that's what it should be about, you know. And like for me, in like in my area, you know, there's not a whole lot of film shooters. You know, it's it, it's just kind of like a lost, a lost thing. You know, it's yeah. like oh well, yeah. You know, film is still here, but it's not. And everybody has Polaroids. You know, it has these like Fuji and stack stuff. And you know, I'm I'm the one in the thrift short uh, thrift stores buying buying the old cameras. You know, and selling them if I have to, or trying them out a couple of times. And um, you know, I've tried getting people into into film. You know, not saying like, oh, you know, you should try it, give it a shot. You know, bring something. That, you know, I. And you can do whatever the hell you want with it, mm-hmm. you know. Just say, "Oh, you should try it." You know, it's fun. It's look at these negatives. Look at the, you know, you can come to my house, develop it, you know, or you want me to develop it, you know. It's something. It, it's, it's just like a hidden. It's a hidden art, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's an amazing an amazing feeling of when you when you're doing something, and there's always something negative about something positive. You know, I, I feel really shitty about giving these stupid puns, but you know, it's 
you know, every every good thing you do, there's going to be one person that's not going to like it or not going to agree with you, mm-hmm. you know. And there's like everybody, everybody can have a YouTube channel, everybody can have an Instagram, and are shooting film for likes and shooting photos for likes. And I, for me, I'm not about that. I I could give two shits less. You don't like my pictures, you don't like my pictures. Right. You know, right. I'm. I'm shooting for me because I like to. I'm not looking for exposure. I'm not going to be starting a Patreon page anytime soon. You know, I'm sure as shit not going to be starting a YouTube page, you know. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I'm going out every day to shoot, you know, shoot what I want. If I have to shoot the same things over and over and over again, that it's my, like I told you earlier, you know, that's my release from the world. And right just where I can just zone out for like an hour or two each, you know, each time of the day just to get something, just to get a break, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, you don't need, uh, I mean, my advice for somebody getting into it would be just go do it. You know, you don't, don't question it. Don't, don't hesitate. Go buy a cheap and even, uh, you know, go buy a stupid, uh, uh, disposable camera and have mm-hmm. fun with it mm-hmm. you know just 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 do these things you know experiment and then start looking into you know don't spend the 250 dollars on an olympus stylus you know or you know or something because you see it on <clears throat> you see it on youtube and everybody i think everyone is this just really really quick to jump on bandwagons yeah you know and like when ectochrome came out everyone jumped on ectochrome when 3200 came out everyone jumped on 3200 and there were still those negative people saying like, Oh, why are you doing this? Why are they doing that? And everything, you know, it's, you know, it's just because one, it's marketing Two, it gives them money and it gives them it keeps to me. It's like you're supporting a small business, you right, know, not that right. Kodak small, but you're, you're putting money into something for something to, to keep continuing. Yes. You know, absolutely. and mm-hmm. it, it, it's photography is an art, you know, it's to me, it's the first art, you know, like since I've been doing photography, I, it has opened my eyes to like so many different things, you know, it's like just seeing things differently. And like, I look at paintings, I look at sculptures, I look at like, I'm truly inspired by like other, other people's photos, Mm -hmm. you know, and just like looking, seeing, seeing life in another way, you know, or, you know, just seeing another person's perspective it was like, oh, well, why are you shooting film? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You know, there, there's not a why, you know, there's right. a, or like or my why is going to be different from somebody else's. You know, I already told you why I'm doing this. To me, it's my it's my it's my therapy. So I don't have to spend, you know, $250 to hear somebody tell me what I should be doing, you know, <laughs> and when, when I know what I should be doing, right, right? You know, I, this, this has turned into a huge passion of mine and it's something I'm not gonna, I'm done buying cameras. Cause I went through that whole period of buying new cameras and trying them. And now they're sitting on my, de- on my, on my shelf, you know, mm. and it's like, learning something new each time. So I feel like I've done these steps. So I bought the cameras, I bought the film, I learned how to home develop. Um, I know how to scan and now next is going to be the dark room, you know, mm-hmm. and that, so these are going to be, <clears throat> these are going to be my steps and I'm doing it for me. I'm not, I, I want to see my, my photos like plastered in my house, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so somebody comes to my house and say, Oh my God, who took that picture? Oh me, I did that. Right. You know? Right. And it's, it, I mean, I'm, I, 
to me, I, I try to like block out all the negativity anyway, whether it be film related or life related, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's so good. It's, that's a good, uh, good it, standard to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, uh, it's just, you know, I, it, um, I don't know. I, I think anybody with paying somebody to have a conversation with them is a little far fetched and mm-hmm. it's not really going to get you anywhere in the end. Right, I mean, because right. what's twenty five dollars going to get you? you right, know? nothing. Right, right, you know, it can get you like five, five rolls of something. You know, it, it can buy you a, you know, it, it would be me buying all of us getting together and going out and having a stimulating conversation over something, over photography, over film, over something, having a good beer, having a mm-hmm. good drink. Mm-hmm. You know, and go home completely happy. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. And and just like, oh my god, I feel so like personally connected with people, you know, and I'm not a people person at all. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I, I honestly, I, you know, I'm, I'm just really not, you know, I'm just uh, all the stuff that's happened to me over these past couple of years. I've just become like, just very, very sheltered, you know, and just, I, I, um, <clears throat> Excuse me. I've I've turned into I've turned photography just into my ways and means of communicating with people. You know, I'd I'd rather walk around having with my uh, my Yashica 124 around my neck and people stopping me. What is that? You know, and uh, just having a conversation about that. You know, I don't care about politics. I don't care about religion or anything like that. You know, you want to have a conversation about photography with me? No problem. You know, I'll talk your ear off for like three hours. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, well, and, it's, um, man, no, I, no, I mean, actually, I think we can just wrap up the show. I think you just nailed everything. Andre and I are, I think, speechless, <laughs> speechless now. But I, but except Andre's had enough bourbon or whiskey now. Now, he's not drinking good quality bourbon. He's drinking some Irish whiskey crap, which we all know is inferior to bourbon. But, uh, uh, but, <laughs> but the, uh, so uh, he's probably, I'm sure Andre has things to say. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, I just think that, like, in, in general, uh, I, I kind of took a very sort of similar route. So long before, you know, I, I had met Mike and was, was into uh, podcasts in, in general, um, there, there was a lot of ways that I kind of interacted with the, the community. I mean, uh, there was Instagram, which I, I've always kind of not really enjoyed, which should not be a shocker to many people because like I don't sort of view it as my like responsibility or something that I particularly enjoy um, you know sharing my photos on Instagram because I don't find Instagram to be you know very community driven at all I mean right. and some people will will you know want to, to fight me on that but I really I really don't I feel like something that's I can't even call it small anymore because we're encroaching on 2,000 members now as a yeah, Facebook group. Yeah. But something that feels small and self-contained that, you know, at the end of my day, like, I, I'm i going to be completely honest. I don't know if I've already said this on the show, um, if I'm admitted to it, uh, whether drunk or sober, of, like, I turn the notifications off mm-hmm. um, so that I can <clears throat> check uh, the the group at any point during the the day and you know like and, and comment on things and so like things that I've liked or commented yeah I'll get the notifications <clears throat> when more people comment on that thing or if they obviously if they reply to me or tag me and stuff but I don't turn on the notifications for everything because 
that's so okay here to actually tie that into an actual recommendation for for Mike's friend is don't be afraid to to set limits on on how you interact with the community yes film photography is big on Instagram but if like me Instagram isn't really your thing don't feel pressured to have to you know post your your images and have your your co-host and your audience members give you shit for it (laughs) (laughs) um you know if if uh something like one of these facebook groups uh which can be a a wonderful hotbed of positivity and and helping each other and getting to know uh you know people um is is something interesting to you and and it is something that brings a lot of of good to my life don't be afraid to set limits on that. You know, turn mm-hmm. off the notifications and and join in when you feel like you're in a in a community mood. And you know, disconnect when you're when you're kind of you know really busy with other life stuff and you you don't want to feel pressured by the fact that you know people are are shooting the film that just came out or you know buying you know really nice cameras. Um, yeah. So so just kind of be. It's it's this weird thing where it's like yes I encourage I encourage everybody that's just getting into it to take advantage of one of the best things about film which is the community but mm-hmm. be careful about how you choose to to do that you don't need to insert yourself in every single avenue every single social media platform and don't be afraid to to disconnect when you need to um, don't buy you know all the cameras because people you know, are shooting them and because they're the big names. Don't buy a Leica just because it's a Leica. Don't buy an, uh, an Olympus, you know, uh, Mew 2 slash in, in Stylus Epic just because there's a lot of YouTube videos about it. Um, you know, don't buy a, a, an Intrepid 4x5 just because it's, you know, the super popular uh, Kickstarter thing. You know, do, do what it is that makes you happy. Ask people for their opinions, but... Don't feel pressured by. I hope nobody feels pressured by the the community. I mean that that would be a you know a sad thing for for me as a as a you know a, a member and and my activity within certain of these segments of the community varies. Um, but like I I don't want anybody to feel pressured or to feel you know negative or, or intimidated or like oh my photos aren't good because you're comparing them with other people's photos or you know oh, I need to post three times a day on Instagram uh, to, to get you know enough likes or things like that or oh everybody's selling prints I should be selling prints mm-hmm. oh I'm not a real photographer if I'm not printing in the darkroom just cut cut all of that you know bullshit do what makes you happy shoot for the reasons that it makes you happy do with your photos what you want. Uh, share them to the extent that you want. Um, yeah, that's that's my little rant. <laughs> yeah, and well, it's funny. It's it's funny that this that Mike sent this call in because in the last I don't know week or so, I've had some people hit me up on uh, uh, Facebook Messenger and uh, just uh, through other um, means of communication, just out, kind of you know outside of the Facebook group, kind of asking. Uh, you know, is this okay to post this? And most of the time, it's yes, it's fine. You know, unless you know, I, I'm 
pretty much everything okay with everything as long as it's positive and and related to film photography or whatever you know uh, I'm usually usually fine with it but then I had one person hit me up it's like uh, how do you feel about people and this is actually I may just got this today uh, how do you feel about people like uh, promoting things uh, personal things on on your page and uh, and I'm, I'm usually I'm usually fine with it because if they're a member of our community and they want to you know they got a zine out or whatever uh, and they want to let people know about it. I mean, that's, I think it's a perfectly fair thing and people may actually be interested in checking it out. But the person says, kind of asked it, do you think it feels kind of a little too spammy? And like, are you worried about the group becoming a little too spammy and not, you know, just, uh, I guess maybe taking away some of the positivity or whatever. But, and so I, I don't really know how to approach that because there's a fine line between like, you know, Hey, I, I know a lot of people here on this group and, Maybe they'd be interested in my zine, or, or maybe they'd be interested in checking out my, uh, my website, or or whatever. And I think I kind of think all that stuff's fine, but uh, but I do wonder if some people will start seeing that if it becomes like a a good majority of the Facebook group, will that will that will it start seeming too spammy, and will it take away the vibe or whatever? So because I want to keep it, and you know we're gaining that Facebook group has gone crazy in the last couple months, and I mean I'm approving. Uh, quite a few people every single day that are joining it. So it just keeps growing and growing, which I love. I think it's awesome, and I'm, I'm blown away by it. But I do wonder, as we get more people, as it becomes less of a, a little bit uh, not as small community as it has been for the last um, year or so or six months or so since we started this thing, uh, will it lose some of that positive vibe? And uh, that's something that, that I think uh, we'll have to keep an eye on and make sure that we don't become like one of these angry old guy photographer like photo forums or whatever so uh because i think a lot of people are leaving those places to come to places like like our facebook group and other facebook groups where things are more positive and if you start letting that negativity get in there that uh you know mike williams is alluding to uh then you know they think it will lose some of its charm so it's just something we got to keep an eye on i guess andre Uh, so but i and i don't know exactly where the where the line is but you know i don't think it's it's too much of a of a concern i mean people haven't been abusing that and we've Mm -hmm. been pretty like laissez-faire about it in general Uh i think that like if if people were like we've been very kind of open to allowing people to sell stuff allowing Mm -hmm. people to uh you know you know post when they have a new blog post up or a new episode of their podcast oh sure and Thankfully, though, you know, that that hasn't been to the point that it's been spammy. And to the people that have been doing that, I don't want them to feel discouraged by that. Oh, no. no. Um, especially because it's 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 people that we, we know very well. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that it has to be this way, that somebody new to the group <coughs> could do that. But it just so happens that, like, at least what's coming to mind right now are... You know, people that are that have become you know active enough members of our group that that you know that that are our friends. You know that, yeah, sure. that have their their long running you know written blogs that you know have have started their podcasts. Um, I'm not going to say you know because of us or inspired by us, but I hope in some small part you know in, inspired by us that mm-hmm. we we could have kind of helped give them a little encouragement and kicking the pants to to start their own thing and so when people post those things in in our group that just makes me happy me too now all all things have Mm. the potential for abuse if you're somebody that doesn't you know interact with the 
with the group at all and you start, you know, posting six posts a day uh, of, you know, like, oh, check out my blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, it's understandable that people are going to get a little annoyed by that. But mm-hmm. as with all things in the in the the group, I mean, we don't have we don't have like a, a set, like a pinned post of rules of the group and bylaws and all that <laughs> stuff. We don't make you like, I'm pretty sure I speak on behalf of Mike and all the moderators. We don't have like questions that you need to answer prior to joining. We mm. just approve and we operate on the, on the, on the concept of like, you know, people are probably, you know, good people. Yeah. And unless they prove otherwise, unless they, Kind of violate the, the the spirit of just staying positive and shooting cool film photos, <laughs> like as one goofy drunk man would say. Do what you want. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, I just I, I found it interesting that I've had and a lot of people have, will actually you know send me messages asking if this is okay, and I always say it's okay because uh, I mean. I think one part about being a film, uh, if you're going to call yourself a film community, you should be supporting others' endeavors and whatever they're trying to do in the community. And I feel like that's one way we can let that happen is by letting people know that their the new episode of their podcast is up or that they have a new blog up, a new blog post or whatever. Or I think all that stuff is fine because actually it, it helps me find this stuff because I don't have time to search all this crap out all the time. <laughs> you know, I, I can barely keep up with the Facebook group and uh, much less, uh, you know, keep up with what everybody's doing. So I, I actually kind of, it actually helps me stay organized and, and actually check out some <laughs> of these things that some of the listeners are doing. So uh, I think it's, it's pretty awesome, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a subject. <laughs> so but, uh, <laughs> anybody else have anything they want to add? No, it'll be this, it'll be the subject that will never end. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it, yeah. So yeah. it's like the whole film versus digital thing. You know, oh yeah. It's just the, <laughs> yeah, the, the ongoing conversations, you know, yeah. that they'll, they'll just never stop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although I do believe, I, you know, it does seem like in the last couple of years, the film versus digital thing has uh, come to a, a little bit. I mean, it still gets talked about, obviously, but I don't think it's, it's it's it has calmed down a lot. I think everyone has decided that, hey, you know, these are just two different. You know, well, see, now I'm going into yeah. it, so I'm not going to go into it. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah no. I think everyone's kind of coming to the thing where no one's arguing about it as much as they used to. But because, man, you know, gosh, I remember when I first got back into film, it was still raging. And uh, back when digital was really coming on, it was hugely raging. And uh, man, I couldn't believe that like five years later they were still having that argument. But, <laughs> but uh, no, so yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but I'm just uh, the Facebook group has been overwhelmingly positive, so uh, everyone should join it. The Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast Facebook group. Just and be uh, asked to be invited, uh, asked to be let in, and we'll let you in, and you can stay in until you do something dumb, and then we'll kick you out. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, so. yeah, pretty pretty much. <laughs> That's our rules. <laughs> uh, Obviously, we'll 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 talk to you. I mean, yeah, oh yeah. Not, we, we we don't want to be like authoritarian about any of this stuff. I mean, no. ultimately, like if, if if somebody has a little kind of you know lapse of judgment or they're or they're kind of bordering the lines of just like eh, kind of kind of being a jerk, right? Like we we, we talk to yeah. people, oh, and yeah. if yeah. beyond that, if it's a repeated thing, then it's like yeah, then get out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah we don't rule thank, we don't rule with an iron fist it's or been anything. Such a great uh, experience. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, so cool. Um, well, 
I guess that uh, brings us to the end of the show. I think we've uh, we beat that one pretty good. So uh, uh, thank you, Mike Williams, for the call in, and obviously thank you for the uh, for the being the intro, the Ed McMahon of uh, of the Negative Positive Podcast. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and wrap it up, uh, Pete. Where can people uh, yeah. check out your photography? And and obviously, thanks for coming on, especially at last uh, last you know last minute, like probably an hour before we recorded, uh, you decided to come on. So that's awesome of you. Yeah, no problem. It's been, it's been a real real pleasure yeah. to have you on here, man. We'll have to have you on again at some point. So, uh, but yeah, where can people check out your uh, your work? Sure. Uh, most of the film work you can find on Instagram. Uh, it's uh, Pete Donovan photo all uh, all together. Okay. Um. And then I also have a website, which is just kind of a uh, work in progress. So there's a little bit of uh, digital and film. It's mostly uh, digital stuff. So stay away from that if you don't want to. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, that's uh, PeteDonovanPhoto.com. Uh, like I said, it's just a work in progress. Uh, but mostly uh, all the film work is on uh, on Instagram. So awesome. And then and on the uh, also on the negative positives. Uh, facebook page you can uh see me interacting with people there too so perfect perfect andre uh you know you know the you know the drill what are you gonna what are you gonna tell us this week <laughs> i i don't have much to say uh join the I group i could probably you... say it for you <laughs> <laughs> join the group if you haven't already and uh don't don't be intimidated by your friends to post on instagram if you don't want to <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, actually. I've actually recently been really getting back into Instagram, but yeah. not like to to post. And I also don't search uh, like film. I just I don't like Instagram as a as a as a platform for for sharing like you know art, but like film. But like obviously, like I, I follow a few friends uh, like in the community because I want to sort of see how they're doing and the, the photos that they're taking. But half the time they They'll post on the on the negative positives group anyway. Um, mm. The the whole stories thing, like you know, it it uh, only staying there for for twenty four hours. I feel like I always have to be going in and and like catching up on things. Otherwise, they're going to disappear. So it stresses me out. <laughs> but it has actually been fantastic for looking at just and drooling over pictures of old vintage mechanical watches so that's oh, all i'll good, say about good that lord I, I knew you'd work it in some <laughs> at some point yeah andre actually got me on the phone and got me uh got me at a point where i'd had enough beers where i actually entertained talking about mechanical watches with him on the phone last night so bullshit uh, yeah. entertain we talked about watches for a solid 20 25 minutes and mike was super into it he was talking about this stash of watches that like were his grandfather's that unfortunately never you know, uh, ended up uh, making uh, their their way to him. We talked about you know why a Mickey Mouse watch should be in every watch lover's collection. <laughs> I have the Mickey Mouse uh, face on my a uh, Apple Watch. There you go. I gotta go to bed anyway, guys. So <laughs> that's my cue. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but yes, thank you for for listening, everybody. Uh, we're glad that you know we could provide you with hopefully what was a was an entertaining um, 
slightly inebriated uh, negative positives episode. <laughs> nice. All right. You can check out my photography on Instagram at Gutterman Photo, on Facebook at Mike Gutterman Photography. Uh, you can email this program at negpositives at gmail.com. And you can follow us on, follow this podcast on Instagram at negative positives. And I'm going to tell people this. I don't get much chance if you're wondering why negative positives doesn't like your photos from that account very often i don't i can barely keep up with my own personal instagram account much less that one so it's not that this program hates your photos i just don't have time <laughs> time to go through all the feeds so uh, but uh so anyway you can still follow that account and see when new podcasts come up and other things that i think about posting at times yeah, photos of cameras and stuff i don't know but all right let's wrap it up pete thanks so much for coming on again and uh no problem. yeah thanks a lot it's a lot of fun and thanks everybody for listening everybody stay positive and shoot some cool film photos there it is all right thanks everybody we'll see you all soon about mike williams is uh he don't pull any punches man he'll call bullshit when he sees bullshit <laughs> yeah i i miss that that's refreshing yeah yeah and he doesn't he doesn't clue me into these conversations <laughs> well he'll... next time you talk to him tell him i'm jealous uh, yeah yeah well i think uh, you said you were jealous on the podcast and he maybe he doesn't like you andre maybe that's uh <laughs> what did i ever do to dear mr williams <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if he didn't like you, trust me, he would tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. So, You're like, man, I like you, and you, you do a good job. You're you're a great guy. Obviously, we talk, you know, quite a bit. Um, and you and you record a great podcast. But man, that fucking kid that's on your on your show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good that's stuff.